Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian, and it's Zine Thursday. So it's just me. I don't have a co-host today, but I do have a zine, and I'm, I'm going to post this week's on YouTube so you can see it, because this is beautiful. Okay, I, I've thought about it, <laughs> and I'm going to say it. If I was giving out awards for, like, the best zine of the year or the greatest whatever, this zine that I'm going to be talking about today would win. Like, it is hands down, I'm impressed. And I just reviewed a couple other zines by the same author, Vasily, and I liked them, but this really hits all the sweet spots for me. The title is Dungeon, not spelled out, D-N-G-N, Dungeon. And if you Google it, you may see that at some point in time, we spoke to Vasily here on the podcast uh, during, well, it was crowdfunding on Kickstarter, I believe. So it's out. I just got it in the mail a couple of days ago, and I'm really excited. I said, you know what? It's. I, I looked at it. It was so beautiful. I was like, you know, the, the zine I was going to look at this week, I kind of put aside and I pulled this out. I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to review this one. I'm going to read through it. I'm going to check it out. It's impressive. So the, to start with, the art is really well done. Not only is it good, very old school feel, black and white style. Well, it's not black and white. I'm going to say red, uh, deep indigo blue, perhaps, and white. And it's it's done um, a risograph printing, I believe is what it's called. Now, risograph printing, you know, I'm just going to Google risograph printing while I'm doing this. <laughs> it's a two-tone style of print. A risograph is a brand of digital duplicators manufactured by the Rizzo Kanku Corporation. They're designed mainly for high volume photocopying and printing. It gives it kind of a not so perfect feel. It's not like creating a, 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 a exact like photorealism type print, but it is kind of a two-tone thing that you get, which is this, I believe this is either, uh, I think it's some sort of deep indigo blue, almost like you'd write with. So it's all the text is done in that. The cover is the two colors with the third color being the white, of course. This zine is made specifically for old school essentials, although I can see you using it for a lot of classic fantasy role-playing type games. Really? If you're into Mutant Crawl Classics and DCC Dungeon Crawl Classics, might be a good one to run for with those as well. It is kind of, I don't want to say gonzo, but kind of gonzo-y. It has that feel of the old style fantasy where there's a lot of science fiction elements kind of mixed into it. You're going to discover real quick that it's not just fairies and orcs and things like that, but some of the stuff that that pops up in these pages are very sci-fi elements. So I just want to look at the front cover here and talk for a moment about the artists and, and kind of read through them and the inspiration as well. Cause, cause some of the inspiration, I'm, I, I, I'm a fan of some of the inspiration. Those are the same things that inspire me to do this podcast. <laughs> Jacob Fleming, who we've spoken to before, who did, um, Oh, 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 the titles are just dropping out of my mind. That the the I've got a poster of him in the back here on my on my wall, one of his posters. And uh Jacob Fleming did quite a few good little dungeons. Uh, he just wrapped up a uh, Zine Quest as well. It's the third one I'm gonna get of his, I believe. He did some of the art. Who who H-U-A-R-G-O. Hurago 
Huargo. I'm not 100% sure I'm pronouncing the name correctly. I'm sorry if I've if I've mispronounced it. Ken Landgraf, uh, Chris Malik, Diego Nogueira, who we've spoken to here as well, Stefan Pogue, Skull Fungus, and Andrew Walter all contributed some art to this. The inspiration that is listed in here, kind of, I guess he's saying Appendix N is in the front cover. Um, the inspiration are games, other dungeons and stuff like that. Stonehell Dungeon, Old School Essentials by Gavin Norman is written as an, an inspiration. Gunderhofen, which we haven't really talked a lot about, but perhaps we should. It's a really neat uh, mega dungeon. And then the Halls of Ardenval, which I am I am a big fan of. I have not had the chance to run it, but I've read through it pretty extensively. So what you get, the first page you open up, you get random encounters. Uh, and it's just a note of, of, of random encounters. Pretty, pretty good ones. Um, nothing in the random encounters that's there that I think stands out like, oh, that's the most amazing thing I've seen. But it, it holds together a solid adventure. And they're done well. Uh, a few things that I'm not used to seeing all the time. Now, I like I said, I'm going to have this on YouTube so you can check it out because I'm flashing some of the, uh, the images and stuff there. It begins, it kind of has a little rundown of what this is. So apparently we're going for a mega dungeon in volumes as a zine. So this is supposed to be the first one of the series. I'm really excited to see a second one. I hope it has the same type of risograph printing. It's beautiful. It would be neat to see it done with another color besides the red for the accent, perhaps a blue or something. Red and blue, uh, or not blue, I'm sorry, about a green or something. Uh, I think green could have an interesting contrast, a bright green, but we, we'll see. Uh, I'm excited to see what else comes out. It talks about old school essentials. And talks about the hooks, the maps, uh, the style. And now the descriptions are formatted for ease of use at the gaming table, requiring little or no prior preparation. Yes, I could pick this up and run one of these dungeons at the table without having read them. That being said, I would probably not want to. I'd want to read it first. <laughs> and it would be easy to read if you're just going to run one of these, I doubt you can get through two of these dungeons in a night. If you are, you're, you're moving a little too fast. You need to put the brakes on and let your players explore a little more. But I could easily get, you know, one of these dungeons could be a night's game, two max. And reading through two of these would take you no time for game prep. How to use this, start the PCs at level one and play. It also says you can just drop these dungeons in. There's a full adventure at the back as well in the similar format. Now, every single adventure, starting with level one is on a two-page spread. So what you're going to get, and you can see what it looks like. It's it's it's, uh, it's beautiful. <laughs> I am impressed. On the left side, you have the dungeon itself laid out. It gives you a little bit of a description of the room, kind of like some highlights of what's going on there. And then on the right, it kind of goes in depth a little more. Very bullet point, very precise, very concise. Not a whole lot to read. Now, if you're a big story gamer and you're looking for a big story that's in here, that's not given to you as much. You're going to have to come up with that as a DM. Go off of what the players do. It gives you a lot of seeds in every level of this dungeon. So like the first one, one of the first things you're going to stumble on in this dungeon. And now if you're going to be playing this, turn it off. 
If your dungeon master has already decided they're running it, you don't want to spoil anything because I'm giving a lot of spoilers here. So DMs only. <laughs> a cybernetic corpse. So like I said, you're getting into a lot of the sci-fi element stuff, but it seems kind of like mutant crawl, crawl classics or something like that, where it's just kind of dead, defunct, bizarre technology elements thrown around into the dungeon. Every single one seems to have the floors and the lights and stuff like that kind of kind of described on the map itself. And then they all seem to have a dungeon dressing D6 table as well, which gives you a few things, almost like a random encounter. Like when you go into, go into different rooms, you can roll them. Interesting things to interact with. A human-sized cage is found here. A throne carved from wood. Gurgling water from the floor. And so on and so forth. And some of them are more interesting than others. Some of them are going to let let your players start exploring. Like, like the half-burnt candles in a pool of wax. How fresh are those candles? To make it interesting, maybe they should still be lit. And let your players kind of feel around and try to figure it out. And just go off of what they feed you. Come up with the ideas at the table and play off of it. That's a great way to DM something like this, I feel. Now, not going to lie, it might be in the next session or two of our game, I am going to I need to probably pull some of these dungeons out and play them at our table. I, I could Because I, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to seeing what my players do with some of the little things that are sprinkled in there. Because every room has some, not every room, some of the rooms have some really interesting, intriguing things sprinkled in there. Uh, some have bizarre, weird things going on with Faye. Like one of them, you walk into the room. And as soon as you walk in, they kind of poof in a poof of smoke and vanish. And then they will pop up later on throughout the dungeon itself. Uh, there's this, and level two, there's this these mirrors that are flanking one of the areas. And those mirrors have gargoyles in them as if they're reflecting them. They, they come alive and come out and attack you. So they're not in the room, but they're they're gonna come at you. So each one has has some sort of interesting, different thing. I'm gonna say that the the neat little things in there are, are unique enough to really draw you into places that are new and exciting. At least it seems that way to me. And I'm 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 impressed with some of the little seeds scattered about. I think the thing I'm most interested about doing is just letting the players go through there. Maybe having a few ideas of, of, of what's behind things in the storyline of our game. And I'm going to probably intertwine some of these rooms and some of the things going on within what's going on in our game. But allowing them to explore those things. I'm going to kind of listen and see and respond as opposed to decide ahead of time what's there. Now, or why that's there and what the story is. And let, let the players take it. That's how I'm going to run this and I'm really excited to. Now, I want to point out that the... The art itself is not on the pages with the dungeons, which I think is a cool approach to this. There are full page spreads that are noted in the dungeons themselves. So you got a, a full page piece of art. And again, I'm posting this on the YouTube if you want to check out the art itself. It's, it's kind of an illustration of what you're finding within the dungeon. So when it talks about somebody with cybernetic parts, it's got a little drawing of that person and what they look like and what your players are running onto. So you might want to 
think before you say, oh, they got cybernetic parts. Think of ways to describe it or even just use the picture itself. I may try to figure out a way to describe from the picture and then show them so I can get the imagination going might be the direction I'd like to go. But there are a ton of these wonderful little uh, sketches, very old school style, hand-drawn looking sketches, or not sketches, uh, full pages of art. Uh, sun gods is a big thing in here. I think that's interesting because there seems to be some sort of spacey thing going on, spacey alien sci-fi tech thing going on throughout the different dungeons. Now, it's, it's not everywhere. It's not like you're running through a big old enterprise or something like that the starship enterprise you're in dungeons but some of the relics there are from a future time or another planet have fun with that i think i'm gonna go plainer with mine <laughs> but the illustrations are gorgeous and they work even better with the risograph print than they would if there was just a uh plain black and white now if you like black and white print which i do this also hits a sweet spot it utilizes color throughout throughout this and still ease of read is there without having the color overwhelm it all of the illustrations there's a there's a really good gelatinous cube there a feller in a tank some sort of like like liquid tank like he's being incubated and then at the end there's another kind of bonus adventure i believe that was i believe this husk adventure came on to this as a stretch goal but i'm not 100% sure i don't recall completely the maps in the husk adventure are different so the maps throughout are just kind of basic old school grid uh little graph paper type maps but the maps in the adventure are isometric maps, and they're really cool looking, really well done, neat looking drawings. And of course, there's also that element of science fiction there. There's a nice comic book, a two-page comic in here as well. I'm, I'm wondering if that's going to continue on to the second issue, and what we'll, what, we'll, what we'll see come from that. It's got a barbarian in there that I feel looks very much like my character, Logar, the barbarian that I play in Astonishing Swordsman and Sorcerers of Hyperborea. And then there's a loot the body chart, a D100. Roll when searching a corpse. What kind of things you'll find on the body. That's about all I have for today. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook. Search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at Logar Hailcrom. We're on Patreon. I'm telling you, we could really use some support, uh, especially trying to keep up a daily podcast. It's been quite an effort. <laughs> We're doing it, but I can really use some support. Uh, go over to Patreon. You can pledge something to keep us going. That would really help out a lot. And as always, keep those dice rolling. <laughs>